Anyone can make an impact, certainly a, maybe a short or temporary impact, but it's often difficult to make a lasting impact. Take the world of music, for example. There are over 100 million published songs today, and if you're one of those artists that has a song out there, chances are it probably won't make much of an impact. Especially considering that now there are, they say, about a thousand songs uploaded to online streaming every hour, making it that every six weeks there's another million added on top of that. The song that's the big song today is Tomorrow's Forgotten Song. And even the, the greatest impact of a song that's heard worldwide will likely not be sung much in a hundred years. Well, maybe we're not all musicians, but God calls on us to make an impact with our life. And it's one that's more profound than any other impact we often see and hear in our time. That's what we'll be looking at this month of October as we see how God uses us, our life song, to really become a lasting impact on this world and the lives of those around us. This morning we'll focus especially as we begin at Luke chapter 15 and see one of the powerful, one of the most powerful tools God gives you and me to make a lasting impact. Forgiveness. Here in Luke 15, that Luke really makes it clear for us that without forgiveness, there's a separation that's going to take place. Luke mentions the, the two groups that are really divided here. He speaks of those who are tax collectors and sinners. Tax collectors naturally would have been not very much liked by the people, but they had a reputation for being cheats. And they were working for the despised Roman government. And then sinners here refers to those who would have lived lives that were sexually immoral, those who would have been the known drunkards, the people who cheated and got away with it. Maybe today the tax collectors and sinners would be that group that some would consider the, the drug dealers and the people on probation and you know, the, the people on the fringe of society. Luke makes it clear that they're considered outsiders when the, a different group, the Pharisees and teachers of the law, they're muttering, Jesus is with them, the sinners and the tax collectors. Do the Pharisees have a point? Did those who were in charge of upholding and teaching God's law in his day, did they have a point against Jesus that he was wrongly breaking the barriers? Certainly we know sin causes division. When you look at what it does even within a family, if there is no forgiveness found, then yes, there will be division between even family members because of some sin they're holding on to. Or maybe between husband and wife. What starts as a small rift can divide them because of sin without forgiveness. It can tear that marriage apart. Sin separates. And what we see is in Scripture it reveals sin separates far worse than that. It not only destroys relationships and makes barriers in this life, sin reveals we have a greater problem. Scripture reveals we have a greater problem. Sin divides us from our God. Our sins have caused him to hide his face from us. Ought not the angels, because of the things that you and I are guilty of, say, you don't deserve to be with my holy God? And ought not God to say to the one who's turned against him, 
their own selfish ways and cause division away from me and send us to be separate from him forever, to face condemnation and the suffering of hell. And yet we see here, God does not desire that division, that barrier to remain between him and us. That's why they were muttering against him. Jesus was joining with the tax collectors and sinners. No, he wasn't approving of the things they had done. He wasn't joining with them and getting drunk or anything else. No, rather, he was fellowshipping, joining with them in a meal, expressing that he welcomed them and that the barriers not need to be there. And we see the difference between the, the teachers of the law here who came to critique Jesus and these people. It says they were drawing around Jesus to listen to him. They heard from him how he wanted those barriers gone and how he wanted them to receive the one thing, the one powerful thing that would have a lasting impact in their life, forgiveness. And with that, welcome to be with God. Certainly, as you look around and you think of all the things that cause division and strife in this world, Jesus overturns it all as he goes on to explain God's heart. He uses several parables in Luke 15. We're going to look at the first two today. He explains that there is, he says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open and go after the lost? And the second parable, suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search? To begin with, we see God cares. When someone has been divided from him and is lost from his presence, that person that many would consider on the, the fringe of society, they're not overlooked by God. He cares about them. The family member or friend that you might know that has drifted away from your God, they're not lost and alone forever shut out from God's thoughts. He cares. And whether the person like the sheep in the parable willfully or foolishly wandered away from God, he desires the good shepherd that spiritual overseers and others search for them. And whether they have been misplaced or unaccounted for like the woman who lost the coin, God wants his church, like this woman, to go after and to seek because he cares. And he not only cares, he puts out a recovery. He tells you that this man who lost a sheep, doesn't that man, that shepherd, go out and leave the 99, puts at great risk and puts a top priority on finding that lost. That is so distressed by those barriers of sin and wants them removed so much that his top priority is that the person who is not with him be restored. Doesn't the woman, he says, weep the whole house and not stop until, until. Restoration is a top priority. That person who is outside of God's kingdom and who needs to hear of his forgiveness and be called back to Christ is a top priority to our God. And then it says, searches until he finds it, and when he finds it, brings it back home. The end goal of his concern and of his search is a recovery and a proclamation of forgiveness to the lost sinner. Restoration. Back with God. No longer lost, no longer any barriers or divisions between God and those who are lost, but once again with him. And the end goal and result is rejoicing 
Doesn't that shepherd, when he, when he has that sheep, rejoice? And doesn't that woman, when she has that coin, rejoice? Quite often we don't see, do we, the full impact that is found when somebody is recovered back to God's kingdom. When the barriers of sin are gone because of the power of forgiveness. We don't, we don't see how, much, how great of an impact and how profound it is. But the impact of forgiveness is great. You know, a couple of years ago, it was 2015 in May, I was serving at a church. It was about a mile from a bridge in Menasha, Wisconsin. Something happened on that bridge that really shocked everyone. See, there was a man walking down the bridge with a firearm. And he pulled out that firearm and started firing upon a family, a man, his wife, and their children. He ended up shooting at and killing the father and his 11-year-old daughter. But the wife who survived said that the, the dying words of her husband to this shooter was, may God forgive you. Now, he might not have lived very long, but the impact of those words continued long after his life. You can go to that bridge today and you can find a plaque at the pavilion in the middle of the bridge where it speaks of forgiveness found in Jesus. His life was cut short, but his impact went on. And maybe, of course, you still remember back in May here in Payson, about a mile from my house here in town. Somebody pulls out a firearm and the argument escalates till he pulls out his firearm and fires those shots and the bullets hit that man three times. Still, he's recovering from the wounds. But the words of forgiveness that he spoke, they're going to last far longer than the pain of those wounds. And I'm sure you're probably aware of what's happening in national news, whether you agree with the commentators and whether you, whatever you might think of the, the jury or the judge or anything else, everyone has to agree that when Brent Jean, the brother of the man who was killed by an off-duty police officer, spoke those words of forgiveness, and when Amber Geiger heard those words, they made a, a lasting impact, which was spoken not just in that courtroom, but across our country. Words of forgiveness pointing to Christ. But yes, that, that brother certainly would feel the pain and the loss of his brother who had been killed, though he was innocent. But the words of forgiveness would far outlast any pain or any harm that was done. The impact of those words, powerful. And I could go on and on. I could explain examples of forgiveness given in this life and Forgiveness given in Scripture, like Joseph, who forgave his brothers, who sold him into slavery, like who we read earlier, Hosea, who forgave his adulterous wife, an example that led the people of Israel in the love of God. All these examples flow from the love of God, who desires not that that barrier and separation remain, but that forgiveness bring restoration and healing. And that those who seek forgiveness in Christ would freely find it spoken and shared by him and through his people. And he cares. And that they would see he not only cares, he acts and he rescues. And not only that he acts and rescues, but that he rejoices in the newfound relationship with the restored sinner. This forgiveness flows, all of it, from God through his son, Christ. Picture him. Have you ever seen such a picture of forgiveness? As he's hanging there on the cross, 
betrayed by all those around him, abandoned by those he loves. And yet the first words we hear him cry out are, Father, forgive them. That's why he came. To tear down every destructive barrier of sin and to bring this world, you and I and everyone, even those on the fringes of society, back to peace with one another and more importantly, back to peace with their God. Powerful words of forgiveness which Christ spoke on the cross. Because he who died for us and took our place is alive and lives forever. Those words of forgiveness will echo throughout time and eternity. And as Jesus says, when those words are spoken and someone receives them in faith, they are heard in the far reaches of heaven and the angels of God rejoice over one person who repents and who receives that powerful forgiveness. It's a lasting impact. That's the impact God calls on you to share in your life, like our God, to care for those who are lost, to search, to make a priority, to reconnect with those who need to hear forgiveness, and to, with all of God's saints, and with the angels in the throne of God in heaven, to rejoice when one is received and forgiven. Powerful words, lasting impact. You know, not every musician makes an impact. Um, you probably heard the name J.S. Bach. He didn't see the impact that his music had entirely during his lone lifetime. In fact, one of his famous concertos, the Brandenburg concertos, didn't even land him a job when he had submitted them. And Bach was regarded at the time of his death by many of the musicians around him as, as old-fashioned and obsolete. So he probably died thinking his, his music would probably leave little lasting impact. And yet, today, if you go to a wedding, that music you hear, it, it's Bach. Go to the haunted house in a couple of weeks and you'll probably hear Bach. You listen to that guitar riff and behind it, that riff is some Bach. And though he probably would never expected his music to reach the stars, What's the first music that NASA sent orbiting far into the reaches of our galaxy? It's Bach. The influence that he had still holds sway over so many, and he's regarded as one of the greatest composers, though he never knew that impact or saw that impact. So it is with the life of a Christian, especially when it comes to the impact and the power of forgiveness, a lasting influence, which will go far beyond what we sometimes even see, even in our lifetime. It's an impact that like box music will reach to the far ends of our galaxy, and the angels in heaven will rejoice when those who receive that forgiveness are brought back to Christ. It's a powerful message. We'll continue in the next few weeks to look at the lasting impact that we can make and the, the tools and the methods that God gives us to make that impact on this life. And we see now one that, a song that really echoes throughout eternity, a song of the gospel and forgiveness, one which you are invited now to share as you echo the words of Christ, forgive. And with that, you make a lasting impact. Amen.